welcome back. We took a week off. We did. I'm accident. sorry. Actually, a week and a half. This sorry, friends. Late. Yeah, this is late. And I don't even know if I'm going to be able to upload this one because the internet's not working. <laughs> I also realized, like, not only we take a week off, we took, as someone, I saw someone at a, I was at a Young Life thing with my wife. My wife's on staff with Young Life, and and you know they they knew I worked at this church with you and. He was just like, you know, how's how's the season for you? It's basically your Super Bowl, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, I've never thought of it that way. But I also really, you and I took Super Bowl week off for. That's right. Like, sorry, Christians, we <laughs> have to ball. <laughs> Look, if the Christians want to make sure that we never take a week off, then they can encourage some some organizations to sponsor us with money. Yeah. If we if we had a Patreon version of the show, we would where never- was I reading today about how important it is to take the Sabbath? Was Isaiah fifty six? Does that sound right to you? Sabbath? No. I'm pretty... I maybe read it somewhere. A, 57, oh, maybe. It could be. Um, well, anyways. You and I had a conversation when we were with Tom this morning that I want to revisit just because... Okay. You understand something about this subject that I treasure and understand, and I don't think a lot of people recognize. You were saying at the coffee shop um, that you're sad because Christmas music is going away. Yeah. And like Christmas season, like it needs to go away. Like it's just a lot, but like Christmas music, it's sad that it goes away, Mm -hmm. but you understand something about this subject that few people do, which is, I think we've always said like the reason that people are so have such warm feelings about Christmas music is because it's probably for a lot of people, the one time of year that they really listen to a lot of jazz music Mm. and they just, they don't realize that what they love is jazz music. They just don't know that they love jazz. Yeah. It's so funny because I think, uh, jazz is an easy subject for people to make fun of or stereotype (laughs) that the SpongeBob episode. Yeah. Develop a taste for freeform jazz. (laughs) (laughs) The sideburns. Oh, what an episode, man. I love it when you recall SpongeBob. So great. Such it's, a great episode. It's amazing because that's something like I didn't have a choice whether or not I like SpongeBob. Yeah. But I do a lot. Now, if right. I, if I could have chosen, I would have chosen it. But it's just what, like, you know, you get the cartoons you grew up with. That's right. You know what I mean? I just, Absolutely. I just realized that. Absolutely. Like, you get the cartoons you grew up with, and SpongeBob was peak when I was a kid. So it was, yeah. it's just what I had on Nickelodeon. And it was a great one, you know, like, yeah, it was it was a banger. Yeah, so um, you also now that you're entering this part of your life, you also get the cartoons that your babies grow up on. So like, well, I get to choose the cartoons my baby grows up true. on. Yeah, and right now it's uh, Bluey, Sesame Street. He's gonna be choosing Muppets. soon. Yeah, well, he already does. Yeah, it's kind of the it's kind of sad. Blue, <laughs> blue, blue. <laughs> but he knows who Bluey is too because he's got a couple of Bluey doll like stuffed animals, and he'll yeah. say blue. It's so cute. But he can say Elmo. Memo. He'll say Mo. Mo. It's Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Hey, Mr. Noodle. Noodle. <laughs> okay, what were you saying before? Well, I, I appreciate... make this segment shorter. I, appreci- <laughs> I appreciate... Yeah. Someone who's never heard this is... Like, this show is very flummoxed by, like, how much we talk right now. When they are like, oh, I'm going to look for a Bible study podcast. Nope. <laughs> what, what is this? It's that Jim Gaffigan thing. These guys are awful. Yeah. Do they not know? I thought they were going to talk about the Bible instead. But they never they're talking do. About how terrible Kentucky's basketball team is. And Sponge. <laughs> Shoot. They're so bad. They're bad. <laughs> um, 
Okay, sorry. No, I was saying I really appreciate when you recall SpongeBob because it wasn't. No, yeah. You you solely like SpongeBob in I order to be my friend. Exactly. Yeah. Which is sweet. Yeah, it's contact work. Yeah, you do contact work on but these. It's, but it's important. It's an important part of friendship. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, so what's a what is a what's one of the banger Christmas songs you're going to miss for the next 8 months? I mean, I think Have Yourself a Merry <sighs> is the goat. Um I mean, just Bing doing white is freaking awesome. Okay, I'm glad you said Bing because I realized one year like I don't think like I don't think anybody listens to Bing Crosby's music outside of Christmas music. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely like, right. When was the honestly, last time you listened to a Bing Crosby album, like in March, that was just jazz standards or something. It, like it that. hasn't been. But I, so with this all, yeah, you're right. I need to. But here's you're right, like the like, also his Christmas album, like just his straight up Christmas album. It's like it has range, like. He sings. Doesn't he do Maliki Liki Maka? <laughs> <laughs> On a bright Hawaiian Christmas yes, day. Yes. And he's like That's dreaming the of a island Christmas. greeting that I'll send to you. Um, but it also has like, he sings O Come All You Faithful in Latin. That's right. I have that one, I have that one on vinyl. Oh, wow. That whole album. And it's, it's super cool. Might have had some cool. Uh, we, should also, a, we should listen to a Bing Crosby album that's not Christmas mm. at some point. Yeah, yeah, and I'll miss Nat. Uh, like yeah. just in general, same thing. I don't listen to Nat King Cole outside of Christmas, exactly. God. But I do listen to jazz outside of Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. Because it makes me happy, and mm-hmm. it's just freaking gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's amazing. People, and that's so. That's yours. I feel like yours and my working theory is people like jazz more than they think, and the proof is Christmas music. Yeah, you're because welcome. People everybody. who don't like Christmas music are lying. <laughs> And they're just, they must be grumpy. Like, people put their, people put their foot down hard about, oh, Christmas doesn't start until Thanksgiving. And I'm like, sure, that's fine. If you want to have less You're just, your exactly. You're, it's like, you have a free path. You can listen to this whenever you want. Right. I don't care, music-wise. I tend to start Christmas music November 1st. Yeah. And for those of you who want to fight about it, it's like, well, okay, you're just a month. You're just listening to a month less Christmas, a month less of Christmas music than I do. You're robbing yourself. You're robbing yourself of joy. Why do you want less joy? Why? Will you take us to a place in the Bible? This is a podcast called Ancient and New. We're glad you're here, uh, Thomas and Lee. We're going to talk about some scriptures that have been encouraging or challenging us, and just kind of just reflect on them. Reflect, yeah. Talk about Jesus. Yes. So. Yeah, maybe your New Year's resolution this year is to listen to more Bible study podcasts. And maybe you're 10 minutes into this one and you thought, I got the wrong one. I don't listen hey, to Bible look, study podcasts. Look, we all, we're only seven minutes in at this point. I feel like we're doing the people some good. Yeah. Um. Shoot. Okay, Isaiah 55. Oh, wow. Okay. I was reading through Isaiah and then I kind of went, I kind of went to, I did a uh, Advent thing. And it got me off course from what I was doing, reading biblically on my own, and I came back. You who are thirsty. Yeah, I love this song. (laughs) Some people don't, but I do. Some people don't? Ouch. Oh, no, I thought you told me there was someone in particular who did not like that song. (laughs) I wouldn't have said that if... I don't remember. You told me, so I feel good about that. It's it's a thing that I have memory of that you don't. Yeah, well, we, we have a lot of those. No, my memory's failing me. Okay, 
Isaiah 55. A lot of tongue clicks for Tomboy. It's been a week off, and I've forgotten how to properly podcast. <laughs> um, okay, Isaiah 55, and I'm just going to do one verse, I think. Let's Though this it. whole thing, I think Isaiah 55, so cool. for those of you who don't listen to the show very much, I tend to, to, to speak quickly and lose some words. So I'm saying 55. 55. That's a word that's tough for me to... Yeah. 55. Your warm baritone can lead to mumbling. Mm, I'm a mumbler. Welcome. Okay, verse 8. Um, I love this. Mm. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. I just want to stop there. Yeah. Well, okay, so um, this was very helpful for me to read just the, my thoughts are not your thoughts. It, I, I, uh, I think I go through seasons in my life where that's a hard, it's a really hard thing for me to believe. It's hard for me. It's easy for me to, um, uh, like when I'm doing well spiritually, I try to figure out how to word this properly, but like, um, like it's an it's not a it's not a hard thought for me to say like God is big and powerful and he he it's not it's not hard for me to take this and say the Lord's thoughts are not my thoughts and say that in a good way when I'm not doing well it's easy for me to think that like the way I think is exactly how the Lord thinks does that make sense what I'm saying right there uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah so like by by that I mean like the way I would think about myself when I'm not doing well spiritually is not good. It's terrible. I, I would, I would be so unkind. I would be done. I would, I would say I'm not a Christian. Like all those things start flying out the window. If I have like, like we have a kid right now, <laughs> we have a kid for the rest of forever, Lord <laughs> right willing. Now. Uh, but we have a one year old, my, my wife and I do who, uh, over the past couple of weeks, he's like a stud. He's a stud in a lot of areas and like we've been extremely fortunate and sleeping is one of them. So when he doesn't sleep well, it's magnified. So like the week before Christmas, he was teething and had an ear infection. So he didn't sleep. Now we're a few days removed from Christmas. The past few nights he has not slept because there's another tooth is coming in. And like, it's easy for me to get so out of rhythm. I'm such a, like, you know, this about me. I, I have some things that I'm very routine about. Yes. I like, a lot of my life, I want to be like, I'm, I'm pretty like go with the flow. A lot of things I'm like, th- like, this is when this happens. This is how I do it. <laughs> and when those get shifted just a little bit, it can really jar me and I don't realize it. But then I, but you know, four days later, uh, I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I'm so tired. I'm my, my brain is not working well. And okay. So I must be a terrible Christian. The Lord probably doesn't love me anymore. I'm probably done. I'm going to hell. I don't know why I'm a pastor. I shouldn't be doing this podcast. There's no way high schoolers would look up to me in any way and want me to shepherd them in any way. Like that's where my mind goes. And it's easy for me to say that's the Lord's telling me all that because that's how he thinks. And that is, that's straight, that's straight from the Holy spirit right there. So when I am reading and I'm in the middle of thinking like that and I see from my thoughts are not your thoughts. And just to recenter myself and say, he's so far above all this. He thinks like it has to be like, it's not fair for me to ascribe the way I think the Lord thinks 100% to him because he's so much bigger outside of time. 
and then like there's there's a cool thing like in here as well right before this it says let them turn to the lord and he will have mercy on them and to our god for he will freely pardon like i would never think like that i would never think to freely pardon to have mercy like that's never been my first instinct and here the lord here here isaiah is saying this about the lord let them turn to the lord and he will he will have mercy on them in my mind if i'm not doing well and i turn to the lord line up do like it's going to be a long road, man, before you get to where you need to be freely pardoned. That's never, ever going to cross his table. It's going to be, here's your punishment. Here's how you get back to this. So it was encouraging for me to read this and remind myself. Yeah. Like I'm a lot smaller than him and my brain doesn't necessarily work like his does, which is really cool. Yeah. It's a, it is, it's a, this is a verse that you, that I feel like, can go a lot of ways. Like, well, I'm excited to hear how you take it because that's how I took it this morning. Well, it's one of those things. It's like, it could be a thing where it's like, man, I really, really want something. And these are the reasons that I think I should get it. And this is the reason that I think my story or my life or whatever hmm. should go this way. And when they don't, this verse has a home there. Yep. Um, I don't think the way you do, you don't know why you don't need this. Mm. You don't know why you had to wait for that thing to be answered or why you don't know why this took three years instead of three weeks. Uh, but you don't know because you exactly what you said, your brain doesn't work the way his brain works. And so there's like that there can be like from my tiny human perspective, there can be a frustrating edge to this verse, but I love the way that you're reminding us that it has this beautiful edge as well of like the way that the way that we dole out affection, love, kindness, encouragement, and the way that we slash the way that we withhold those things from, from people like the way normal human beings gush or withhold affection, praise, help. That is not the way he works. Yeah. He works completely differently. Yeah. That is such incredible good news mm. for a new year. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking about this being a new year. And like, um, I, our friend Jed Brewer has several songs where he talks about the fact of like, I thought that you would feel like this because this is the way I feel. And this is the way everybody feels, but you're, but you're so much different. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't love the way I love. You don't mm. calculate the way I calculate. You don't think the way that I think. And that is a really good thing for me. Mm. Um, That's that, cool. It's, it is cool. It's just a, it's, it's such a kind thing that like, I can't, there's so many things what like, especially when my kids were younger, but like they would assume that, a, you know, something works a certain way. And I would be like, you have no idea about this in any way. Mm. Um, why do you think you know about it? Mm. And you think about like how much more I know than my children, especially when they were little, little, little kiddos. And now what is the difference between how much God knows mm. based on us? Like he's outside of time. Yeah. Like he already sees all, like the way C.S. Lewis says it is that like all moments for him are an mm. eternal present. Yeah, it's cool. He's always in the present past, present, future. He already knows the end of everything. And mm. so like, he doesn't have stress. He doesn't have surprise. He doesn't have uh, anxiety because he knows all ends already. Mm. If you had all that information and, 
and anything like his capacity, you would think in a completely different way. You would respond and react in a completely different way. And that he knows what he's making you into. He right. knows okay. how you're going to end up. So that's, that's what I was about to say. There was a part B to this for me, which is like 20, 20, oh gosh, 29 year old Thomas. Like, yeah. Happy looks birthday, the, by the way. Thomas is, as I was we not trying this, to do that to I myself. Know, but as we record this, it's Thomas's birthday. Thank you. Okay. Happy so, birthday, like 29 year old Thomas, I would like to think that like, this is less, almost less true, which maybe is heretical to say than it was 10 years ago. Like the fact that my thought, like, no, I, I don't think like the Lord fully, right? Like if, if we look at it from the perspective of like, uh, like the way you're saying, like it, the God's forever in the present, which is really cool, which eliminates a lot of things. But there are a lot of things that I am like, I would like to think it like 10 years later, like the 19 year old Thomas, I do think more like him in this way. I found myself this morning writing a list of things to the Lord of how I want to be. And what I realized was I was writing first Corinthians 13 and I didn't think about it until I got halfway through and I was like, Oh, I use the word gentle, patient, kind. Oh, 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 cool. Wait, sweet. This is how I want to be. Like, I want to think like this. I want to become like this. This is who God is, according to First John four. God is He He is these things, which is really cool. And I hope that I'm becoming more and more like that. Uh, and I find myself wanting to be more like that, and wanting to think like Him, and wanting to act like Him, which is so cool and so much. Like, I'm so thankful for that because I don't think I could have decided that for myself ten years ago or whatever. But so this this verse was really cool for me in a lot of ways. It helped. It encouraged me in a lot of ways. It challenged me and. Um, it just reminded me that like I've grown, I have yeah. grown, which is really yeah. cool. That is cool. It is cool. Yeah. You've definitely, I mean, it's like, there's no way we don't get interrupted here in a minute, right? No, there's no, no definitely, way. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we are, we are recording this at a very populated. Yeah. Usually it's building. not this, pop- yeah. but yeah. also we don't usually do it. We usually do it at like the least populated time. Yeah. Of this we, we usually try to make sure we're not going to get interrupted. Yeah. Like a Tuesday gonna... after, like you want to find a non-populated place in your town, go to a church on a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> at one o'clock, <laughs> but today it's Friday. Yeah. Um, I want to look at something in Luke chapter 16. Okay. Uh, f- while Thomas is going there, if you haven't stepped foot into the gospel of Luke in a while, um, it's a good time to keep going. Mm. A lot of the Christmas stories are in Luke chapters one and two. And so you could just kind of keep going from there and, and check out the gospel of Luke. One thing that's very interesting, if you haven't thought about it before, if you were to read the gospel of Luke and keep your antenna up for this, the gospel of Luke talks a lot about money, about rich people and poor people. Yes. And, and for those people who think that it's really important to have a lot of money and for, you know, powerful people are powerful, wise people are the people that made a lot of money and have a lot of power and stuff like that. Um, that what you're going to find if you read the gospel of Luke is Christianity and Jesus are not on your side in that thing. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> the gospel of Luke has a lot to say yeah. about flipping the, um, flipping the world on its head as yeah. far as what we think about money, what we think having a lot of money says about a person, how important that makes them, how wise or smart that makes them. 
all that kind of stuff. I mean, mm. just look at the fact that this smartest, most compassionate, most amazing figure that's changed the world more than anybody else, Jesus Christ, didn't have any money, didn't have any property, didn't have any investments, didn't have any savings. Um, and like I said, had a lot to say about money. Mm -hmm. So as we enter into 2023, I just want to throw this out there. Um, this is from Luke chapter 16, which Luke chapter 16 has a lot to say about money. Yeah. But um, this is down in verse, I'm going to start in verse 10. The verse that we're going to highlight is way down in 15. Jesus said, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So, if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? Mm. And that's interesting on its own. That there's, in the mind of Jesus, there is a difference between worldly wealth, which everybody thinks is super duper valuable and important, mm. and true riches. What does Jesus mean by true riches? Mm. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So that's Jesus speaking. So now the narrator, Luke, says, the Pharisees who loved money heard all this, and they were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. And then here's, here's the sentence. This is mind-boggling. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. <laughs> um, I bring this up at the beginning of the year just because um, I think for people who follow Jesus, it's good to check in every once in a while and look at the fact that according to Jesus, the things that people value highly are detestable to God. Hmm. Um, and this actually dovetails with kind of the other side of that verse that you brought out from Isaiah 55. Like God cares about different stuff than we do. He sees things differently than we do. He sees us differently than we see ourselves. And there's a lot of good news in that. There's also some pretty important warnings in there. Yeah. That God thinks differently than we do. God cares about different stuff than we do. The things, there are things that we value highly that God is like, no, well, I, I don't value that. I don't care for that. I don't want that to keep going. Um, I'm going to take those things down. I just, sorry, I'm cutting you off because I, I wanted to look up the Greek for the word detestable. Yeah. It's abomination. Yeah. That's accursed. Those are two other usages yeah. for that word. Yeah, like he hates them. Yeah, if you're like, oh yeah, detestable sounds like a pretty strong word. It is. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. extremely, it's the word that, Every other Christian uses to describe certain other things. Yes. <laughs> it's an abomination. <laughs> yeah. This is like an actual abomination. There you go. There it is. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry I cut you off. Yeah, I just Jesus is like, talking about how much people value worldly wealth. And he's just like, hey, just so you know, things that people highly value are an abomination to God. Yeah, he yeah. hates them. Mm. Um, it's just an interesting thing because we look at, we naturally look at people who have all that and... It's like, wow, they're so amazing that they got all that. They're so amazing that they have they have this these huge houses or all these cars or they have or they have enough money to buy a company or whatever it is. You know, it's just mm. like and I think it's just a good reminder and check in to say, mm, that stuff isn't really valuable. Yeah. And it's not true riches. There's something else that you could be rich in. And like mm. 
I think about the fact that Jesus had an empty pocketbook, but he had a soul full of riches. Hmm. And I want to find that stuff. I want to, I want, like, I, I said this at a small group the other night, but like, my hope for myself in this year is like, I think my hope for myself, it's not a resolution or anything. It's just like, it's, it's what I hope happens. Um, I want to enjoy things more. Mm. I want to enjoy moments more. I want to enjoy conversations and people more than I did this year. And I want to build up true riches. I want to build up a heart and a soul full of true riches. And I don't want to put a ton of value in the things that God hates. Mm. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's that is a little bit of a bummery thing, but I, th- I just think I'm trying to calibrate my own mind and heart for this next year mm. in, in such a way that I remind myself like, oh man, there are things that everybody in the world thinks are super important and super valuable and God doesn't in any way. Yeah, so that I've, something that's never stood out to me in this before is until right now is the part right before where he talks about how detestable it is and God says, he says, you're the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others. I, that is one of my least favorite feelings in the world is trying to justify myself to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. because it's usually, it, it's usually on like the heels of me, like knowing I'm guilty of something or have, you know, like I'm trying to convince myself that how I feel about this is the let, right let way. Let me explain. Yeah. Let me explain. I need <laughs> you to me, get me behind me on this. Yeah. And like when I'm trying to, when I'm trying to convince others of something that I know isn't right, but I'm standing my ground on it. Yeah. It's such a yucky feeling and it's a burden straight up. Like yeah. it's a burden to try to convince other people of something that isn't correct. And it's a burden to carry around. Um, but he follows it up with, but God knows your hearts. Like mm. you can keep trying to do this. It, whatever. Great. You want to dress that way? You want to show off to other people how you like right. just specifically the Pharisees, you know, they wore flashy clothes. They prayed in public with something Jesus said about them. They wanted to be seen a certain way yeah. and they're, con- they're constantly trying to withhold an image and uphold it and convince everyone else. It's the right thing. Yep. And he shoots it down so quick. So he just quick. says, but God knows your hearts. Yeah. And that right there, that is, that's the land I want to live in. Yeah. I want to live in a land of knowing God knows my heart. Right. Okay. What I what I read earlier was like, I, we don't think the same. AKA, there's sin in my heart. Sure. I'm going to. Um, but also, I want to live in the land of knowing. And that same, right before the verse I read earlier, it, like, it talked about how he freely gives mercy, which I, I want to live in that land. More than anything, though, I just want to be at a place where I know that God knows who I am. He knows my heart. I don't have to convince him of anything. I don't have to convince other people of anything. I don't need to spend so much effort on that. I don't want to spend 2023 in a place of trying to justify myself in the eyes of others, trying to convince others. I'm awesome. Trying to convince others that I have things I don't have trying to convince others that I'm cool. Trying to convince others to like whatever, like fill in the blank there because at the end of it, God knows my heart and that's what matters. What, what is behind my heart? What is it? Is it, is it how I love him and how I love others? Yeah. Is there sin in there? Yes. Does right. he see what's really in there? Yes. Like, which is, I don't know. This has been really, just that whole, this whole thing has been awesome. And you and I both have careers that we can't really, we, like, this is not something that we've ever experienced, like, yeah. as far as having a ton of money and figuring out what to do 
thing. Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. But I do like, I walk the line of trying to justify myself to others and trying to come across as a certain way and wanting to be seen as a certain way. And it's cool anyways. because like when I, if I tie both of these things together, what you shared and what I was sharing, it's like that God does know my heart and he's mm. more, he's more merciful to me than I would be like his, yeah. like my attempt to justify myself would be, rife with all this defensiveness and stuff like that. The way he justifies me is literally just takes my place. Oh yeah. And Jesus laid down his life for me. And as a result, I'm justified. It's so kind. It's so final. It's so dealt with. It's so done. And I want to turn all of that into a, I want to, I want to stick with that and have it stick with me in a way that my enjoyment, my life, my everything spills out of out of gratitude for that. And I don't need to, I don't need to chase the things mm. that the world cares about. I yeah. don't need to break my neck for something that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Cool. Happy birthday T. Thanks. And to my mom. Same That's day. right. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thomas and his mother have the exact same birthday. Well, hers was significant. Like before hey, we're not twins. That'd be weird. <laughs> Happy birthday. Here's your C-section. Your son's umbilical cord is killing him, so we're going to cut you open really oh quick. Gosh. <laughs> but here I am, 6'3". And... We're, we're glad you're here, T. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, we want to uh, welcome you to another year of Ancient and New. Thanks, everybody, for, for encouraging us. And a huge thanks to Ian Gother, who makes this show, takes this show from this room and puts it out into the internet, out into the world, into your ears. Oh, yeah. I'm so thankful for Ian. He's the sweetest. Ian's the best. Yeah, and he they recently lost their dog. That's so sad. It's super sad. And we we hope for them a, a sweet 2023. And yeah. um yeah, thanks Ian. Thank you guys for listening. I am Lee. Yeah, this 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 show's made possible for listeners like you. That's right. I'm just I'm I know I'm in a PBS mood recently. Oh. I listen to a lot of I watch a lot of Antiques Roadshow and Sesame Street right now. So that's nice. Thanks. I'm Thomas. This has been Ancient New. Bye. Brothers and sisters, that's what this song is about. And this is something worth singing about. I want you to sing this like you mean it. We're going to go all the way back to the start and sing about the fact that God has made up his mind on us. Sing this with me. When I mess things up, it's easy to think you love me less. But your love for me is a choice you've made where you see me. Push me away You've made